Ballerinas. Welcome to the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. My name is Georgia and as always I am your host. Now for those that are new around here and we have so many beautiful new members in the Balanced Ballerinas community, I am a qualified ballet teacher and studio owner and my studio is based on the Gold Coast here in Australia and I have been teaching adults and younger students for over a decade now which is just wild. Now, I want you to think of this episode a bit like a catch-up between old friends who haven't maybe seen each other in a while and then they just like spill the tea. (laughs) They just go to town on everything that's been happening in their life. I've had so many people say to me in the past month, my gosh, woman, you are working. How are you keeping it all together and pumping out content so consistently? Well, I mean, besides this podcast, we haven't chatted for a while. I must admit, it's great to be back on the mic. I've missed you. And so I wanted to drop this episode to really update you on what's been going on behind the scenes in the hopes that it actually makes me appear more human. I think because I pride myself on, you know, consistency and professionalism, I can tend to sort of come across like a bit of a robot. (laughs) But I promise after some rambling today for the next few minutes, I'm sure you'll feel very differently. But my gosh, I, I'll have, I'll be honest, I feel like the universe is giving me an absolute master's degree in standing in my power and worth and self-belief this year. It's been such a big one. Not only is building the studio of my dreams becoming the most challenging thing I think I've ever done. I totally underestimated this project. Um, For example, I'm going to give you a story right off the cuff uh, of something that happened yesterday. I was walking over to the new studio. It's right across the road from our current studio, which has been very handy whilst all this is going on. And my builder was unpacking um, all our ballet bars, which we ordered from Harlequin. And he wanted me to show him how far off the wall that they were supposed to be because they're going to be all floor mounted. We currently have wall mounted and I really love the look of floor mounted bars. So that's what we're having in the studio. And as he pulled them out, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking they don't look quite right or is there a part missing or I'm not sure. And, you know, when things are all pulled apart, like for example, they don't have the actual bar on them. We were just holding the mount. I was looking at them and I'm like, they're the wrong bars. They are the wrong bars. And we ordered like a double bar and these were single. So the double bars are the ones that have the option for younger students to uh, work with the lower bar. And then they've got the top bar for adults or, you know, older teenagers at the top. And um, I'm just staring at these bars. And as he's talking to me and writing down measurements and I'm all I could think of was, my God, they're the wrong bars. Is this my fault or is it Harlequin's fault? <laughs> and I actually didn't even say anything to him because I thought he's going to kill me if I say right now, John, they're the wrong bars. So I get through the conversation. I get through our little end of week meeting and I sort of ran back to the office. I had a lot of classes to teach. For, so, for example, for about four hours, I thought to myself, my gosh, I need just an hour to sort this out. And so for four hours, I just pushed down this massive problem because you have to understand this is 
over, you know, $20,000 worth of bars. We're not talking about a, you know, $500 bougie bar that you have for home. (laughs) So anyway, so I get on my email and I must admit it was an absolute relief that it wasn't actually my fault. It was Harlequin's fault. And shout out to them. They are incredible. I sent them an email very late at night and they got back to me ASAP this morning. It's all good, guys. They're sending up the correct bars. We need to have them here next week. They're going to arrive on Tuesday and um, they've taken care of the whole thing. I must admit, Harlequin have been, even though it was a bit of a mess up, absolutely amazing in the process of fixing this. This has literally just happened in the last 24 hours. (laughs) And so... Little things like this, and the reason I shared that story with you is because little issues like that have just popped up every single week for me. (laughs) I totally underestimated building a dance studio and what came with the idea of that. I had the big picture. And I'm even good at like really getting finer details done. And also I'm very good at problem solving. Like the bar thing, as much as I was stressing, I got it sorted. I got it sorted, guys. It's just when you're doing that week in and week out for months, it's just exhausting. And that's just one of many stories I could tell you. But it is all coming together and I am starting to see the finish line and I... I honestly can't wait to share it with you. And people keep asking, you know, is it massive? Is it huge? Is it? It's actually not. Our new studio space is just perfect for us. I really wanted it to always have a very boutique feel. I wanted it to always feel really homey, which is what our current studio feels like now. And so we're never going to have a massive, big, you know, six studios or any anything like that so it still has that beautiful boutique feeling it's just very much more purpose-built some fancy lights and a little bit more like a forever home but anyway I can't wait to share it with you all very 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 soon we're coming to the finishing line I can see it just (laughs) but anyway personally I've had a lot really going on behind the scenes too Around the time that my 12-week adult ballet course launched, I had a lot of unexpected work come my way, which I can't really share the details of right now, but it was really necessary and I'll share with you a bit more about that in the future. And then on my birthday, which is the 1st of August, so pretty much a month ago now, um, because I'm recording this on the 1st of September, I woke up to squishy wet carpets so I put my feet over the edge of my bed and the carpets were all wet and squishy and that that was basically from a burst hot water system in my apartment and look lucky I'm never home at the moment because my heart and head honestly couldn't handle the aesthetics of my house for the past four weeks it's been ripped up carpet ripped up floorboards walls and skirting that's just a mess And basically every day I walk on concrete every morning during winter. (laughs) Well, lucky it's now spring. And it's just been absolute hell. My apartment is tiny. So this disaster has honestly just killed any sort of homey sanctuary vibes that one would want in their home. Um, I feel like my entire house is a mess. (laughs) Now, when this podcast drops, I'm actually going to post a photo 
And I don't know, I was off to a birthday party. Um, My little godson, he was turning two and I had some flowers for my friend and I took a little photo. I hadn't, my life's really, really sad at the moment, guys. I have not been out and done anything exciting. And I was very excited for my two-year-old godson's birthday. So I put on some lipstick and I took a little photo and you'll see my lovely um, New York City ballet poster. But if you look down from there, you will see a cutout of my carpet and a bit of slab of concrete. So there's a little sneak peek there. Tell me if you see it. (laughs) So it all looks rosy, doesn't it? And then, um, yeah, there's a little corner of concrete. But anyway, it has been absolute hell. Now, I know that this is first world problem thing. I I'm fully aware and I have, you know, a roof over my head, running water, and I'm definitely been focusing on things to be grateful for because, you know, a daily gratitude practice is part of my routine and I think it's really important. But guys, dealing with insurance companies and more builders, more builders, more than I've already been dealing with with our new studio has just been a bit too much. And then something I really didn't think I'd have to deal with is the... Okay, how do I put this without offending anyone? Because I really don't want this to come across the wrong way. But lack of trust or questioning our new space we're moving into. So I never really expected this. So I wasn't prepared for it. Now, you know, I need, you know, you know, I absolutely love my clients, my students, our community more than anything. So I need to start this very conversation, this very honest conversation, sorry with the fact that I love you all more than anything in the world. And none of this would be possible without every single one of my students. But I've realized over the last few months just how much people don't like change. They do not like change. So, for example, up the back of our current studio, there is a slab of concrete that we have industrial carpet over the top of. Now, back in the day when I first opened my studio and I was 23, it was just concrete and we painted it like a charcoal color. And then the Harlequin uh, tarquette and the dance floor that we built uh, sort of started at the edge. So that's why our current studio sort of looks like it has a bit of a stage. And then at the back, there's like a bit of carpet that people tend to put their bags and their shoes and they do sit there and have a bit of a stretch and some people have asked me like oh will there be like carpet like this studio because we really like the carpet at the back and it's what our um, piano sits on as well and it's funny I've said no actually there's not going to be now that I think of it a skerrick of carpet in the entire new build (laughs) I'm so sorry and people have been a bit funny about it oh what do you what do you mean like so there'll be no stretching area and I'm like well you mean there'll be a very beautiful harlequin black dance floor for you to have a stretch on but no there'll be no carpet and it's such a funny random thing that people keep bringing up and I hate to break it to people, there's going to be no carpet in this new space. But when you think about it, most dance studios don't have any carpet anywhere. And I know if I go and take class at even massive multi-million dollar places like the Australian Ballet and the Queensland Ballet, there's, there's no carpet really to have a stretch on or anyway. So that's been a funny one. And then I've had some people ask me about our dance floor. 
So because the new space, whilst it's not massive, it is bigger and we'll have two studio spaces, which is really exciting because that, you know, does free up the timetable a little bit for more opportunities. Um, They've asked me and I sort of didn't quite understand what they were asking me at first, but it was like, is the new space going to have as good a dance floor as we currently have? And I'm like what do you mean? Of course I will. Oh, but I really love this dance floor. It's like so good and I'm never injured and it's like really nice on my feet and I love it and it's sprung. And I'm like, yeah, no, the new space is definitely sprung. And then they've kept sort of at it and said, oh, well, sometimes when people move into bigger spaces, they do it cheaper. So I'm just checking, are you doing it cheaper or is it going to be as nice as this? And (laughs) And like, I've thought a lot about this, whether I should share this with you or not, um, whether it's professional or not to share how much things cost. And, you know, we're, we're always, I guess, brought up. It's very old fashioned thing to not talk about money. But I actually think sometimes it's really important. And I think sometimes there's value in actually sharing the value of things. So, for example, and I'm going to give you some figures, and this would actually really help any of you out there who perhaps maybe want to own a dance studio one day or open or build a space or currently have a studio and thinking of of popping, you know, some Tarquette down or whatnot. So when I first opened my current studio when I was 23, our dance floor was twenty, approximately $20,000. And... I actually couldn't afford the full Harlequin package. So Harlequin will actually do the Tarquette, which is the top bit. Sometimes in the in America, I think they call it Marley. Um, I call it Tarquette. And then they have like the sprung flooring system underneath. And so I couldn't afford the sprung flooring system they had. And I just bought from Harlequin back in the day, just the, the top bit, the Tarquette, beautiful gray Tarquette. And it has lasted. We professionally put it down. Um, it was beautiful. When you go into some studios, you'll notice that the target lifts or tears a bit at the side. And that's because it hasn't been professionally laid. They've sort of just rolled out and then used um, Harlequin can provide like a tape to tape it down. And the reason people do that is because they might not own their building or they might... Um, Uh, want to be able to roll it up and put it on a stage or put it in the back of their car and I don't know bring it somewhere (laughs) or if they feel like where they're currently at it's not really a forever home they will um, just do it that way but it does sort of wear and tear it a bit now despite the fact that we don't currently own the building that we were in when we put down that first floor that $20,000 floor when I was 23 I made the decision that, look, I'm in this for the long run and I don't plan on moving anytime soon because it's really hard to get the correct zoning for your building. So let's professionally put it down and seal it. So when you seal it and weld it, and it's a very special, um, it's a specialty sort of action that is done by someone who only does dance floors and it costs a bit of money and the problem is too that you actually then can't move it uh so it's stuck down forever and our current floor that we have um we did the timber flooring underneath ourselves and we did a sprung flooring system with um a builder who had a bit of experience in this area so our current floor is 
going to be completely demolished. <laughs> it cannot be removed. It cannot be moved. Um, it just has to be completely smashed up and put in a skip bin, which is very sad because it is a beautiful floor. But I think what I wasn't prepared for was the question of whether I had their best uh, health intentions um, when laying our new floor that I would do it cheaper. And I sort of took it a little bit, and this is on me too. I maybe shouldn't have taken it like this, but I have taken it a little bit like, oh my gosh, like, do you even know me? I do everything properly as if I have gone cheaper. And for example, to give you um, some figures, and the reason why I told you that initial floor when I was 23 cost $20,000, the current floor using the Harlequin full sprung system is costing us upwards of $80,000. So I guess when you pay that bill and somebody says, so is the floor going to be as good? Like I'm just making sure and they don't trust you and they don't trust that you have their best interests at heart. You kind of take it to the guts a little bit. But anyway, so there's just some funny things that are coming up uh, with the transition from our old to new studio. And um, parking is a really big one. You know, people keep asking me, oh, is there lots and lots of parking at the new place? And I'm like, no, there's not. Like, <laughs> it's a bit better, but it's, you know, it's it's definitely better, but it's not perfect. And in fact, I don't know any buildings that have perfect parking. Um, even my doctors that I go to, I have to park a million miles away um, to, to head into their building. And I don't know, I just think the expectations that some people have can be a bit draining because I would love to tick off everyone's boxes. But parking is one of those things that even multi-millionaires build buildings that don't have enough parking. And I'm certainly not a multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I've also had people ask me about the color, you know, oh, Georgia, what color are you doing it? Black and white. Oh, black and white. That's a bit boring. And I mean, if you've met me, if you follow me on Instagram, everyone knows I'm a black and white girl. It was never going to be any other color. <laughs> but we've got some really beautiful, stunning lighting going in and we've got some stunning artwork happening. And so I'm kind of like... Mm, yeah, don't say it's a boring choice because you just need to wait. Just wait and see. Wait and see what I have in store. And I think it's just been interesting watching the change sort of, you know, upcoming and sort of noticing how I'm reacting to what people are saying, you know, because there's 50% of people that are super excited, super duper excited. And then there's probably, I would actually say 50% that are really worried about things that I didn't even think of, like the carpet at the back, you know, things that I am definitely not going to miss myself and things that I haven't really thought of, you know. I read a quote the other day um, from an author, Robert Anton Wilson, and the quote sort of like, on the size of a person, right? And he said, you are precisely as big as what you love and precisely as small as what you allow to annoy you. And it hit me and it was like, Georgia, Georgia, you are letting really small things annoy you. That second part of the quote, 
you know. The first part of the quote, you are precisely as big as what you love. Like, I wholeheartedly agree with that, most definitely. And the second part, though, and precisely as small as what you will allow to annoy you. I'm hitting both sides right now. And maybe that's why I'm so tired (laughs) because I am loving big. I have lots of big love happening right now, but I'm also being a little bit small about the things that are really annoying me. And I have let very little things annoy me lately. And I think it's because I've got nothing left in the tank. I am running off the smell of like an oily rag and I just need to be, I just need to get into this new space I need to get into the new space because A, I need to see everyone's reaction and everyone go, oh, this is amazing. You've you've had us all along, Georgia. Like it's all, it's all good. I had nothing to worry about. That's why I need, you know, to be in the new space. But also so that I can now then have some quality me time back. You know, I've definitely kept my regular Friday acupuncture or Pilates date. I always make a date with myself on Friday. Um, I think I've discussed this before on the podcast, whether it's acupuncture or Pilates or um, going to a float tank or massage. I love on a Friday just scheduling something that I know is just for me. And I have been sticking to that. And I've been really proud of myself for sticking to that. And I do tick off most of my peace and players checklist, but I really have zero free time or wiggle room in my head for dealing with. And again, you know, this is going to sound terrible but other people's problems. But sometimes I would just love everyone to sort of come into the studio and say, hey, what a beautiful day it is today, instead of, gosh, I hate the parking at your studio. <laughs> Are you feeling me? Do you understand? Like, I that sounds awful, like saying, you know, oh, I don't really have time for other people's problems. But it's really difficult when you're actually building something for your community that you love so, so very much. And when you are a service-based industry and you are dealing with people face-to-face, and so perhaps maybe when you are a, a, a student or a client or a customer, whether it's a coffee shop or whatever, sometimes I guess we don't realize that the person serving you will sometimes have lots of people pass them. And if you know the majority of people are saying, oh, it's a, you know, bad day today or the weather's terrible or the parking's terrible that can really grind on somebody (laughs) and I think when you are in my position when you're trying to build and you know something for that community which is going to blow their minds and bring them so much joy and then you're sort of having to deal with all the additional layers of oh you know your parking's so terrible and blah 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 I kind of just, I'm sitting there and I'm like, can you please just tell me that the weather's nice today? Like, and that you're happy to be at ballet. (laughs) And there's definitely, definitely people that definitely say that. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, um, it's a lot right now. Can you hear it in my voice that it's a lot right now? And I told you, I told you I was going to be super honest in this episode today. And like, everyone has natural psychological needs and usually I'm very good at meeting people's underlying psychological needs I think it's actually key to successful business I think it's key to being a beautiful teacher but I've sort of felt and maybe this is a topic for another time but I have felt that since COVID everyone's needs have been strapped 
to a rocket. And especially right now, like right at this moment in time when life is just a lot, personally, it's been very difficult to sort of meet people where they need me to be psychologically. Being a teacher is amazing and I love my job and career just more than anything. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that it is quite energy zapping. Um, A friend of mine and guest of the pod, Ali Maz, she's a yoga teacher and she has described many times that she absolutely, like me, loves her work more than anything. But it does require meeting your students on a psychological level that can be incredibly energy zapping. And, you know, those moments that I usually have that fill up my cup just aren't there right now and like that's okay but yeah like I hope that makes sense without me sounding like I don't care about people because I absolutely do I love 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 my students more than anything honestly I just I can't stress and say that enough but as a human myself I need to sometimes say okay tread lightly with me today so I can still show up give you an amazing class full of value professionalism and joy But that's all I've got right now. Just that hour for you. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, I just at the moment, I think putting your head down, doing the work and believing in yourself. And I'm sort of the perfect example of that right now, that dreams do come true. But my gosh, do you have to work hard for them? And I think sometimes that message is a little lost in our society. And we're told to dream big. But often we skip the part where you're told you actually have to work hard if you want to accomplish those dreams. And oftentimes being, quotation marks I'm doing right now, the balanced ballerina, people think that I'm balanced all the time. And right now is a perfect example of being completely out of balance. But I truly believe that excellence, and some people will disagree with me on this, but I believe excellence is achieved through discomfort. And getting outside your comfort zone. And after a short period of discomfort, once your dreams come to fruition, you can actually sit back and then enjoy an even greater balance. Does that make sense? Anyway, I hope I've explained that in the way that I wanted it to come across. (laughs) So that's what's been going on around here. And probably, possibly the longest personal introduction I've ever done on this podcast, but probably an insight into life inside the Balanced Ballerina's Bubble that is just really real and raw right now. And please don't attack me. (laughs) I don't think I could take it. I really wanted this episode to just be a behind the scenes. Georgia isn't a robot. I'm actually, Georgia should not talk about herself in the third person. Um, and I just did it again, but just really showing you that I am human and that there's a lot going on and it's very overwhelming and people I've learned, people don't like change. (laughs) And so I can't wait until we're in this new space and I can't wait until people just take a breath and go, oh my gosh, this is great. I love it. (laughs) Um, And I should say that, you know, on a final note about all of this, that I am just so fortunate. I have the most incredible family and I've been, and I think this word's being overused at the moment, but I'm going to use it anyway. I've been manifesting. I have been dreaming of my mum and I 
Okay, this is my little dream. I visualize this. I actually don't just dream it. I, I visualize this. Me and my mum sitting in our new kitchen at the new studio, sipping a glass of champagne and just looking at each other and saying, we did it. Honestly, that thought gives me goosebumps and I'll update you when we reach that moment and I will let you know how it felt. (laughs) But anyway, besides all of that, I'm starting to feel really, really excited for what's to come. And my 12-week adult ballet course, as you know, has launched and it's just been absolutely amazing and I'm blown away by the incredible success stories that have already happened. And I'm just blown away by how much I'm actually, amongst all this chaos, been loving connecting with my online students as well. And it's so funny, a lot of them who obviously might never get to Balance Ballerinas HQ, it's been so touching that they're so excited for me and they can't wait to see pictures of the new studio. And I've got actually quite a few that have it now as a destination that they are wanting to visit, which is just mind-blowing. And it's so heartwarming as well. And so I'm really, really like thrilled about that. But I can't believe that the first cohort of Balanced Ballerinas Online Academy students are basically graduating because over 12 weeks ago, I launched the signature course and the response has been absolutely incredible. So some of those students are now actually at the end of their 12 weeks. And the, the loveliest feedback is that a lot of my students can't believe how much content and value is in the course. I mean, it is at a higher price point than a lot of other online courses, but it's because you actually get me, you get my one-on-one attention and there is so much value. I've got so many in-person students who have actually also jumped into the online academy too. And they've come to me and they've gone, Georgia, like, wow, like I love your in-person classes, but this is next level. And so that's been really exciting because so many people asked like how long it took me to put this together. And it took eight months. It took eight months of just pouring my heart and soul into every detail while starting the build of this new studio. So no wonder why I'm tired and uh, on the um, uh, smell of an oily rag. I forgot the phrase there for a second. But yeah, just so many nights filming, late nights, early mornings and weekends. But, you know, it was so worth it. And I just love, like I said, catching up with my online students during their one-on-one coaching sessions and really just watching their progress through the platform because I can see where everyone's at, which is really cool. But in celebration of this sort of um, moment where my first cohort are graduating, I shared in my newsletter last week three observations that I've, I've really noticed whilst watching their progression. And the first one would be the people that take a chance on the thing that's calling them and like really feeding their soul in an indescribable way leads to just the most beautiful satisfaction. Like I have this one student and I won't say her name in case she doesn't want me to share the story, but I am going to try and convince her to come on the podcast. She is currently going through um, some very scary uh, health challenges and she has always wanted to return back to ballet And she thought that people around her would be 
sort of like, oh, why are you doing that? That's silly. And she has found that not only do her friends and family think it's amazing and they're so supportive, which has surprised her, um, which is sad that it surprised her, but I love that it surprised her at the same time. Um, Ballet has called her and, you know, in an indescribable way and she – it made no sense for her to sort of like do ballet but for the sole reason that it was calling her, if that makes sense. And it's just led to the most beautiful satisfaction that I've watched – in her life just grow over the last 12 weeks and so that's just been really beautiful and that's just one of probably about half a dozen examples I can think of right now with current students. The second thing was that many students think they lack motivation so I've been talking to my lot of students uh, a lot of my students about motivation and what they actually lacked is clarity and I think that's a big one. I mean lots of you have heard me talk about the fact that motivation you know if you're sitting around waiting for motivation it's never going to happen (laughs) mood follows action I say that all the time and if you're sitting around waiting for motivation to strike it's not going to very rarely does but if you actually just act the mood and the motivation follows Um, but I think the key to that was the clarity and so that's what the 12-week adult ballet course does. And that's what they've said it's given them, clarity on what they should be focusing on, when they should be focusing on it, and giving them some structure. So that's been really interesting. And then whilst the course is predominantly about ballet, it's actually about deep self-reflection and a complete life edit that I'm just honoured to be a small part of for my students. I think... When I ask my current students, and especially the ones that are graduating, what's your favorite part of the course? A lot of them actually say the coaching lessons. So they get like a little 20 minute coaching lesson where we finish with some journaling questions. And a lot of them have never journaled before. And they've actually found that this little practice, this little activity of deep self-reflection has been incredibly overwhelming at times but incredibly nourishing and incredibly insightful into getting to know themselves better. And so whilst the course is about ballet, they have just loved that it's actually just so much more than that. So that's been really exciting. And I just did want to give a little shout out on the podcast and say congratulations to everyone who is finishing or those that are beginning their journey, because as always, your ballet teacher is very proud of you. (laughs) Now, as promised in the title of this episode, my September goals. Now, I think I should actually do and share this more often with you all because my goals process is rather structured. So let me know if you're interested in me diving further into this in a completely separate episode. But for example, I have yearly goals that are actually printed and stuck on my fridge. So I see them every single day. And then besides the usual weekly to-do goals lists that are really just how I stay disciplined, I do like to have some monthly goals that help move the needle on the bigger goals. So let's go through them. The first one, I did actually write these down. So the first one, get super organized. Now, I'm usually, I'm already a very organized person, as you can probably tell, but super organized. 
and you'll understand why in a second. But I am currently scheduling newsletters, information, notes, and really just important documents that we need for our big move into the new studio. Um, I really just want to deliver some amazing final adult ballet classes during this last week, which is um, which we're coming into in our current premise, and really just meet with my one-on-one online students to ensure that they're on track and really satisfied with what they're currently working on. And the reason why all of that needs to happen and why I need to be super organized is because, and this one will totally surprise you, amongst all the chaos that is my life right now, I'm going to be in Paris in about a week's time. (laughs) So after one final week of getting super organized, I'm going to be standing in Paris with my little sister eating a chocolate croissant. Yes. (laughs) So a big goal of mine is to actually switch off and enjoy a chocolate croissant or 10 and enjoy really just doing something just for me. And though also for my best part of my sister, I'll explain. One of my best friends, Rachel, she is getting married uh, in the countryside of Paris, oh, in France, sorry. And I am meeting my sister who lives in Birmingham for two nights in Paris before I head to the countryside. Um, And so I knew I had to be at this wedding And yes, I have told my best friend that this is the worst timing ever. I need to move into a new studio and this is, you know, not really ideal. But of course, I am the maid of honor and I need to be there and I would do anything for her. So I wouldn't miss it for the world. It is a very quick trip. I'm heading over, like I said, two nights with my sister in Paris will be magic. Um, We're not even really sure what we're going to do when we're there but I think we have a nice dinner booked in we will see um but one thing I do actually want to do is go to the Repetto store they're the stores in Paris that have the beautiful tutus and the displays it's just stunning and um I'm even thinking of perhaps filming a little bit of a vlog and getting fitted for some point shoes so stay tuned for that um but I Besides that, like I know that sounds a bit work-wise, but it's it's not work. Like filming a vlog with my sister getting a pair of point shoes, like that's not work to me. That is that is like that is the bougiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so don't worry. Besides that, my big goal is to actually, after you know this incredibly busy and stressful year, is to actually switch off for the week that I'm overseas and to just really just chill and eat croissants and go for long walks and look at some art and just fill my cup up and watch my best friend get married and just, you know, be in a bubble of love in the city of love. So, and that's a goal. Those kinds of things can be a goal. Yeah. So that's my goal. And then of course, when I'm back, a big goal is to consolidate. So Consolidate means to make something stronger or more solid, which is exactly why we're moving into a new premise to begin with. Basically, over the last few years, the GC Dance and Balance Ballerinas community and its brand and its offerings have really just really matured. And this space, this new space will solidify that maturity. And so 
a big goal of mine is to, in the last half of this month, just consolidate that feeling, consolidate that maturity of our community and our business and just open our doors with a really solid approach that everyone knows exactly what's going on, what the new rules are, what the new regulations are, what the new joy is to be found in this new space, all equally as important. And so that's a really big thing. I find, and this is probably from my communications background, that being really clear and concise and yeah, consolidating, like, um, Anything that's new, and especially now that I'm, I've learned big time that people don't like change, consolidating, you know, ideas around our new space and where we're going is going to be really, really, really important, really important um, for happy, happy customers, <laughs> happy students, happy clients, whatever you want to call them. I, of course, love calling them my students. Um, but yeah, super important. So and then final goal is actually to restart recording regular episodes of this podcast. Yes, the, the podcast is sort of where this all began, really, and where Balance Ballerina started getting a name for itself. And I just love that there's been a lot of new people to the community and a lot of people have reached out and said, hey, I've just found your podcast. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I felt really guilty for not having any you know, new episodes out recently. So... And I actually genuinely love, I love getting on the mic and talking to whether it's guests or it's about particular topics. And so that's another goal to really restart recording regular episodes of the podcast. So get super organized, enjoy life outside work in Paris as you do. How fancy does that sound? And just consolidate and restart the podcast. So Now, speaking of the podcast, I thought I'd just sort of finish on this note. What can you expect coming up? Well, I have a corrections in class episode coming up. So I really wanted to talk about where my thoughts are at the moment on corrections in class. Um, I've got an ask me anything. So if you have any questions, send them my way. Every time I put up a little Q&A box, I have saved those questions. So if you have sent me a question in one of those before, And you're like, oh, she didn't even answer it. I'm saving them up. I'm saving them all up for a special AMA episode. Everyone loved it when I did it last time. So I'll do it again. And then also I'm going to share some interviews with some of my 12-week course participants who have graduated because there are some cool and very interesting people who have done my course. And last time I shared an episode with um, my beautiful student and friend Virginia, who you all know as Demi Point Dancewear. And she is someone who, you know, danced as a child and then restarted her adult ballet journey at my studio. And she um, had, a, had a beautiful story about, you know, beginning her adult ballet journey and everyone loved it so much and I had such great feedback. And so people said to me, you know, I want to hear more from people like me who are starting their adult ballet journey or restarting their ballet journey, however you want to phrase that. Um, or or discovering ballet for the first time. And so I thought the perfect thing would be to interview some of my 12-week course participants. So stay tuned for some of those. But besides that, and I hope that uh, my honesty and vulnerability in today's episode hasn't been too jarring or I hope I haven't offended anybody. 
Like I totally get it. I don't like change either. And I think, I do think to myself too, like personally, I know the vision. I know the behind the scenes details. I know my new space is going to be awesome, but others don't. And so I can understand why people who are incredibly, which is just so touching, attached to the current Balanced Ballerinas and, you know, GC Dance Studio, are worried about the future (laughs) because we're moving. Like I totally, I actually get it the more I think about it. But at the same time, I'm also like, just trust me, I've got this. (laughs) Do you even know me? (laughs) I've got this. I've got you. Um, So, yeah, no, I hope no one's taken any offense. It's just a... It's a big year. It's a very big year. Like I said, time for some consolidating. (laughs) Can't wait to share with you all very, very, very soon. Stay tuned for a new episode um, very soon. And if you're not already part of the Secret Bounce Ballerinas Facebook group, um, there's nothing secret about it. Everybody is welcome. Head to Facebook, type in Secret Balance Ballerinas Facebook group, click join. I'll be sure to add you. And of course, you can follow me at The Balance Ballerina. You'll want to be following me on Instagram because I will be sharing some content from Paris soon. (laughs) I just love saying that. I, I must admit, guys, I actually don't really like traveling very much. You have heard me talk about that in past episodes. So I'm going to make the most of this trip because I can tell you right now, I don't actually think this will be my second time to Paris. I was very fortunate enough to go with my family when I was about 18, 19. I don't think after this trip, I'll probably ever go back. I'm not sure. Don't know. For some reason, I feel like this is my last trip to Paris. I love my work. I love teaching. I love my studio and especially this new studio. I don't think I'm going to want to leave. So which is great for all of you (laughs) that are my in-person students and my online students now. Um, Yeah, I love my work, so I'm not really going anywhere. I don't take that many holidays. But yes, I will be pumping out that Parisian content because uh, I don't think I'll be back there anytime soon. Never say never, but just a feeling I have. Anyway, as usual, I'm going to pop up a photo, like I said, with the little chunk of carpet missing from my bedroom. But I am smiling with some flowers, so only those that will notice will notice, (laughs) especially those that listen to this episode. Um, When this episode drops, I'll pop that photo up. Make sure you say hello on that photo. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Love you all very much. Never forget your ballet teacher loves you always. Have a great week. (laughs) 